Yo, what's up guys? This is your host Jerry. This week on the show we have The Flourish. We talk about tons of stuff in this episode. One thing I want to go back to is binaural beats. So I'm going to read for you from Wikipedia what that is. In acoustics, a beat is an interference between two sounds of slightly different frequencies perceived as periodic variations in volume whose rate is the difference of two frequencies. A binaural beat is an auditory illusion perceived when two different pure tone sine waves, both with frequencies lower than 1500 Hz, with less than 40 Hz difference between them, are presented to a listener dichotically, meaning one in each ear. For example, if a 530 Hz pure tone is presented to a subject's right ear, while a 520 Hz pure tone is presented to a subject's left ear, the listener will perceive the auditory illusion of a third tone in addition to two pure tones presented to each ear. The third sound is called a binaural beat. Bada bing. Alright, let me play some for you so you can get an understanding. So there you have it. If you're interested in it, just type in binaural beats on YouTube and there's tons of videos. Some of them are pretty funny. The title of one of them was Come in Three Minutes. Whatever works for you, I guess, you know. If anybody wants to reach me, you can email me at podducerofficial at gmail.com. That's P O D. O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L at gmail.com and yeah, let me know what you think if you want to come on the show I'd love to talk hope you guys enjoy Disclaimer at the beginning that I cuss a lot. I don't know. Oh, that's cool, dude. Like you might want to do that too. Oh, dude, it's not. It's not at all a problem. I don't care about that. Thank you so much for coming on. The flourish. The flur ish. I saw the the flower ish. (laughs) (laughs) I got a couple questions. So I have some answers. That's that's the big one. Let's uh, let's start out with the basics. Why uh, why the flourish? <laughs> well, that's a, actually so you wanted to start on an easy question, but it doesn't have such an easy answer. Um, so I used to go by this other name. <laughs> uh, it was get your face wet. <laughs> um, 
and it was it was stupid and but i didn't take electronic music very seriously at the time so it was just kind of like fitting for what i was doing and then as i started to get more into it um a buddy of mine that i'm actually no longer friends with but uh the, the dude that i used to know and i sat down and uh in my live performances i move around a lot um shit just in life i move around a lot I, I move my hands when i speak um i'm very flourishy i use a lot of flourishes of my hands mm. um the other meaning is the word flourish means to grow and to prosper so i uh try to promote that in uh in my music and in things that I, I put out for the most part and lastly and the most important one is uh so a flourish is kind of like the slide of hand thing that a magician does when he pulls a rabbit out of your ass, <laughs> um, it, it's all a magic trick. Basically, like you know, you come to my show, and you're expecting to be at some electronic dance music thing with lights and lasers and projection and blah blah blah. And uh, mm -hmm. it's that, but it's also I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with binaural frequencies at all. Uh, like recording. Oh wait, yes, yes. Yeah, I like low frequency oscillation. There's certain kinds of waves that affect your body physiologically mm -hmm. that can't be heard so much as felt if you have the right speaker system mm -hmm. so what i do is i play a lot of delta and theta waves things that inspire you know inspiration growth uh uh creativity shit like that and i run tractor with a four track system and i'm using two tracks back to back to play my songs and i've got my other two tracks set up playing these types of waves so for the entire hour, two hours, whatever it is, while you're dancing and there's lights and shit going on, you're also being fed these physically corrective waves that when you leave the show, you kind of feel better in a weird way. And you can't really put your finger on how you feel better or why, but you know you feel better. And that's the magic trick. It's all bullshit and lights just to get you there to make you feel better. Hmm. So tell me more about how you got into that kind of binaural waves. Lots of acid. Just hanging out with hippies and shit, man. And you know, just uh, I've always uh, I've always thought more on existential terms. I don't really subscribe to the whole "this is it" mentality. I don't think that this life that we have here is everything, and I think. Uh, I think that more especially we're the soup in the bowl instead of the bowl that we walk around in. I know that's kind of a weird analogy, but... No, I um, like it. Yeah, you know, this physical body isn't it. There's there's more to it. There's spiritual growth out there. Um, not to go off on a tangent or anything, but yeah, I, just, I got interested in that through the people that I was surrounding myself with at the time and the uh, strange uh, combination of hallucinogens and shit I was choosing to put into my body and... Uh, just kind of found this weird path of pseudo enlightenment or whatever that kind of worked for me. And, uh, you know, I see a lot of people out there who, who deal with the same shit that I deal with on a personal level, you know, depression, anxiety, uh, self doubt, this and that. And it doesn't have to be there. You know, it's, it's, it's all just ourselves kind of tricking ourselves out of getting what we deserve. And I want to help fix that if I can. I feel that man, more power to you. When did you start this? Well, I've been the Flourish for five years now, but dude, I've been making music all my life and that's always kind of been my, my goal is to just kind of make people feel something musically, you know, I, I, mm -hmm. I never use lyrics really, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a wordsmith, I just uh, speak through music and uh, I found that that's the best way to convey an emotion. A lot of times, you know, when you get words jumbled up in the mix, words lose meaning. 
Um, but when I relate an emotion musically, whatever it means to you, the listener, is exactly what I meant for it to mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, the feeling. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at it, when I put a song out, it's not my song anymore. It belongs to you as soon as you listen to it. And whatever you get from it, that's what it was supposed to be. So I'm assuming all your music is free. Yeah, man, I, I don't fuck with that shit. If you want, like, if I want money, I've got merchandise and hats and shirts and all that shit. You can pay to come see me, but no, my music is for everybody. So, what was your last time playing? I actually just left uh, Georgia. I, got, I just got back um, yesterday. Wait, no, what's today? Tuesday. I got back two days ago. Um, I played this festival called Flame. It's a flow arts festival. It's uh, for fire performers and stuff. Some of the best in the country were there, and uh, I got to play two sets on the main stage and then i played two sets on this side stage like renegade thing we set up but um basically the crowd instead of being like a bunch of people dancing or looking at you or checking their phones or buying drinks or whatever it was a circle of people spinning fire props it was it, it's oh, the second damn. time i played there and it's the coolest fucking thing i've ever played man dude yeah that sounds nuts do you partake in that fire uh oh like- uh, yeah i eat fire i breathe fire um you spend breathe fire <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fucking crazy ever burn yourself yeah but you know it's like that's like asking somebody who got a tattoo if it hurt you know what i mean like <laughs> i mean yeah you get burned but it like it's one of those things man life hurts sometimes so you know you pick and choose your battles it's one of those things man it's like driving a car you get mm. in a car you fucking put on your seatbelt. you check your blinkers when you before you make turns you look in your mirrors and all that shit it's the same thing when you're breathing fire man you got you got certain safety checkpoints that you go through in your mind mm. and then you're all good now the wind might shift and you might burn your eyebrow eyebrows or eyelashes <laughs> off but yeah no, i haven't really been ever like hurt if that's what you're asking well knock on wood hey. <laughs> that's the only superstition i have i'm just like huh for some reason if i knock on wood everything's gonna be good <laughs> i always knock on my head it's the hardest thing around usually <laughs> <laughs> so Okay, how did you get in? There's a lot of things you've already said that I'm interested in. That uh, you know, I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna allow this tangent. How did you get into fire breathing and just flame art? All right, so I got this homie. Shout out to Zeus Bigelow. I've been friends with this dude. His name's Lucas for fucking years. He's he's a phenomenal drummer. Like he plays in death metal bands, and but he can also play jazz and funk and all this other shit. Mm-hmm. But he's a fucking machine, dude. Really. Like, I've got impeccable timing, so I can tell that he is never, ever off time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he went through this whole thing, this this uh, spiritual growth, whatever, and got into spinning fire poi and stopped playing drums. At first, I was like, yeah, that's cool, whatever, but I'm not interested in it. You're going to catch yourself on fire because that's just the type of person I am. And then after like six months, I went down and we partied and shit, and uh, I played a show and invited him and a bunch of his friends up to come perform on stage with fire while i played because i thought it would be interesting Mm. well uh within that uh one of his friends ended up giving me a set of practice poi which were like two tennis balls and these pieces of cloth that had pokemon all over them that were you know just a little sock poi and uh they sat at my house dude for like six months i didn't fuck with them because every time i tried to play with them i hit myself in the face with the balls so i was like nope this is stupid one night i was working on a song and I was real drunk. <laughs> and uh, I just like, I got I always keep an office chair, you know. I swivel around and stuff. 
and mm-hmm. I swiveled over to the right and I saw my boy and I was like, fuck, I can do that. And I picked him up and did it. And I was like, holy shit. Well, I kept doing it. And then we ended up picking up some that were on fire. Well, then eventually my buddy Lucas got into eating fire. And I was like, that's fucking stupid. I'll never do that. And then like a month later, he got into breathing fire. And I was like, boy, you're going to die. Well, a couple months later, uh, we, mo- we ended up moving back to Nashville. And I went to play this other festival that was very similar to the Flame Festival I was speaking of. It's the Flow Arts Festival. And uh, he taught a fire eating class and talked me into taking it. And I took the class and just kind of like, not, not even toot my own horn, but I, I uh, definitely did better than anybody in the class. And I proceeded to take off with it for the rest of the evening. Um, and just was like busting out tricks that people who had been doing it for months couldn't do and stuff. And then uh, later on got, got into, there's this trick called a Prometheus where I take a lit wick, put it in my mouth, pull the fire off of it to where the wick is no longer lit. There's fire in my mouth and I poof it onto another thing. There's just a handful of people in the world that can do this. Holy um, shit, dude. I didn't realize how cool it was. I was just somebody explained it to me and I did it. And then, you know, well, after that, I got really, really interested in it and excited about it as a craft. And uh, all my friends here in Tennessee uh, that I hang out with that are in the flow circle, they're, they're some of the best in the country, man. Like, these kids are phenomenal fire breathers and eaters. They're, they're big time performers. Like, they, they're really into the circus lifestyle. They're doing like respectable shows, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like just an accident that I happen to hang out with these people. But through hanging out with them, it's like, well, shit, I want to blow thirty foot fire plumes out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one night, my buddy Lucas come over. We were both having a really bad night. We both deal with depression and shit, and uh, we were just both kind of wanting to feel something. And I had been begging him for months to teach me to breathe, and. Uh, you know, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. You know, it'll be right when it's right. Blah blah blah. And I was starting to get pissed off. And I had done enough research that I was going to do it myself. And I kind of told him that without telling him that. And then we, he was like, "All right, let's go outside and do it." Mm-hmm. And we did it. And I've been breathing ever since. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're fearless. I mean, this is kind of the beauty of this podcast is that I just reach out to random people around the country it seems like your personality type is kind of just forward you're just kind of going is that true well the way i look at it dude so life is kind of like a video game but like an rpg so you know how in rpgs role-playing games for for the layman uh your goal is to get xp which is experience points at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck if I got a million dollar house and a pool and a fucking nice car and blah, blah, blah. I don't give a shit if I die homeless and in a box. I will have done more than anybody listening to this podcast 10 fucking times over. And it's because I that's how I choose to live my life, man. We only get one of them as far as I'm concerned. I'm about to live the fuck out of my life. And you should too. That's inspiring. Uh, how do you feel about owning stuff? What do you mean? I don't know. I mean, I've always saw it in two ways. Oh, you mean like materially? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm particular about the shit that I spend money on. If it doesn't help me progress what I'm trying to do creatively, I have a hard time paying for it. Mm. So, like, I buy Mm. music shit, and then I take my girlfriend out on $200 dates and shit, because that's what's important to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm not really big on materials, dog. I I have a very nice studio set up. I've got this cool desk that's, like, angled, and it sits in my corner all neat. Got a couple of nice mics, a couple of nice keyboards. Yeah, what kind of gear you got? Uh, well, shit. I've got a shitty, uh, Yamaha, no, Casio 
fucking 49 key keyboard that I use for my two-handed uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Got an APC 40, the old one, not the new one. I kind of I don't like the new ones. Mm. Uh, don't even. I don't even want to get into all that because some people are going to hate me for that. But I mean, hey, why the fuck would you do something again if you already did it perfect the first time? Just saying. For my DJ shit, I run a Pioneer DJJ T1, which I'm actually in the process of getting rid of and replacing. Um, and then whatever weird shit I can find in my house to make noises with. I'm not a big fan of like Foley packs because they always have dumb shit in them. I like, you know, there's better shit on my desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can have the satisfaction of recording it yourself. I mean, I've always been that way. Um, before I got into electronic music, dude. I, I mean, I, like I said, I've been music into music for a long time. Um, I play several instruments fluently. Um, I've been in several bands, so like I've always been one of those kind of DIY kind of people. What what actually deterred me from electronic music for so long was I thought that it was just like people stealing other people's music to make their own music type shit and i was like that's mm. not music and then later on i got into it and figured out what it was and shit but um yeah no i'm really big on like using my own shit making my own stuff i want to go back a second because you said music's been part of your life for a long time what was your first concert i think it was 2000 2012 was my first show december and i played to 12 people i was on mushrooms it sucked, and I had a blast. <laughs> um, oh I actually look back on that show fondly from time to time. Like, when I'm playing out in front of fucking 500, 1,000 people, and there's, like, all this this professional bullshit I have to deal with. And I'm like, man, that first show was a lot of fun. We just had fun, and we're hanging out. <laughs> Do you have any recordings of it? No, no. That night? Fuck no. <laughs> I would I would be interested to hear how bad that was. <laughs> if I was someone in the crowd, what would I be thinking? If you were somebody in the crowd, you would have been hired. Fuck, because we gave everybody this mushroom tea that I made that night. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, but you would have. It, it was all over the place, man. See, so back then I, I was a lot different, man. Uh, as far as like what I was doing, I was trying to play. I mean, I still do it to an extent. I was trying. I was just trying to be different. I've always tried to be different. I found that the easiest thing to do is to do the exact opposite of what everybody else is doing. Hmm. That's the best way to stand out. So I always did it that way, but like what I was doing then was like really weird. I'm playing like a Montobin tracks and shit in a club. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, do you agree that you got to kind of know the rules to break the rules? No, I don't. I never bothered to learn them. Fuck rules. I do whatever <laughs> I want to. If it, if it falls into rules, cool. If it doesn't, kiss my ass. Okay. Like, I'm, I'm very like... I. I'm kind of a dick, just to be honest. Like, I know I might come off a little nice in this podcast because I'm really trying to, but I'm very, like, I'm 30 years old, dude. I've been through a lot of shit. I don't have time for bullshit. I'm going to do what I want to do. If it's not for you, it ain't for you, my dude. Like, if anything that I say you take personally, that sounds like a personal fucking problem because I have work to do, and I can't be worried about somebody getting offended in 2018 because there's an awful lot of you motherfuckers out there doing that shit. Damn straight. <laughs> There's way too many people getting offended about way too much shit, and I can't worry about that. I got me to do right now. Oh, yeah, I feel that. That's why I was saying, man, just when you first got on, you know, you had, like, people over. You're just like, let's fucking do this. You know, you're a forward dude. Like, some people don't like that. I don't have time for those kind of people, dog. Like, I'm not, like... I, that's why I am the way I am. Like, the way I look at it, dude, if you're not progressing, if you're not moving, you're holding me back. 
Oh, like, I don't, shit, I don't surround I myself that. with niggas that just sit on their ass and don't do shit. I don't like being with people that aren't doing anything. I want motherfuckers that are doing better than I am, so I have inspiration to keep growing and to keep climbing. You know what I mean? Like, and if you're not doing that, I have no problem just being like, "All right, man, it's been real. It's been cool. I'll holler at you. I'll see you around. I'll be nice to you when I see you." But I'm not going to go out of my way to a to like appease or to fit into some shit that has nothing to do with what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's counterproductive and it's costing me money. <laughs> in the long run <laughs> let's uh let's listen to one of your songs so people can know what you're trying to do set up and make a track with four different parts three different drops and an intro in between outro thing um and i also wanted to use my guitar that's all i knew when i started it and it, every everything i make starts on a piano part i start everything with piano um and i was just dicking around and i came up with that chord progression i was like this is kind of dope sounds future basic let's do the thing <laughs> and then i just kept getting weirder and fucking weirder with it and i was like this isn't weird enough this isn't weird enough and then like so the second half of that first drop is like I don't know, man. I just kept like having these breathy parts, but it wasn't it wasn't quite breathing. And at the end of the track, I was just like, "What about that weird space between when you breathe?" Yeah. You know, like I mean, honestly, that that track was inspired by nothing really. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but it's one of the most meaningful tracks I've put out. So figure that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> In the first drop, there it's definitely spacey, and then also with those. Uh growly type things that are yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. That, that, that's something else i want to do is kind of like you know cross genre the shit and like pull and that, that's something I, i'm always uh adamant about is uh i don't want to be any one thing hmm. like i mean predominantly obviously it's kind of like future based if you had to categorize it but i pull things from all over the fucking place man yeah I mean, and that was like my little dubstep homage or whatever set bird out which is actually me uh with a vocoder going ooh dap with pushing a button on my keyboard with some synth. 
you got to teach me sometime, honestly. Because, I mean, I know how to do it, but that, that sounded good, man. All right, so shameless self-promo. Yeah. Future Collective, who I uh, fuck with pretty heavily, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to be doing, so on our website, we're going to have a tutorial series soon from our featured artists and shit. I will be doing a section of them. That will be one of the things I cover. Oh, nice. Uh, the way it's set up, basically... So we'll all have one free video with one cool thing that nobody else does that we're going to show you. And if you want to buy another couple of videos, we get like three videos, 15 bucks or some shit. I'm not sure what the prices are. That's not my category. Do not quote me on those prices. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you'll pay X amount of dollars for this. Then for a couple more videos, you'll pay X amount of dollars. Or you can spend X amount of dollars and you and I can sit down just like we are now. You can show me your project. Mm-hmm. I can show you mine. Mm-hmm. However you want to do it, you get an hour of my time, and I'll show you whatever the fuck you want. So, is teaching music something you'd be into? Because that- I mean, it's it's not something I ever thought that I would be into, and it's not something that I would necessarily be like super good at. Because, like we talked about earlier, I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> but if, if you, I didn't uh, say that, you, you said don't that. have a, if you don't have a fucking soft heart and shit, and you can deal with somebody that's like, no, you're fucking stupid. That's not what I meant do this <laughs> yeah then maybe you should hit me up uh if not we got other people on the crew that are way nicer than i am <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i guess i'm just curious because you were talking about you know at your shows sending out healing waves and i mean in a sense that is so this is the weird thing i want to fix everybody but i don't want to take the time to do it individually because i have learned in my time here on this planet that most of these motherfuckers aren't going to accept the help if you try to give it right to them. Mm-hmm. you got to sneak it into their back pocket and let them find it tomorrow. Yeah, you got to plant the idea virus, make them think that it's, they... It's planting a seed. I'm not going to fix you, but I will plant the seed that will grow inside you to help you fix yourself. And that's what I finally realized after trying to fix so many people. I, I, I'm the type of motherfucker, I'll give you the shirt off my back, or what used to be. Oh, you need some pants too? Oh, fuck, you ain't got no shoes? Every time I stand there holding my dick with one hand and waving by with the other one. I got tired of doing that shit, man. Has that ever actually happened? <laughs> Not literally, <laughs> but but damn near close. The brass tacks bottom line of it is, is most motherfuckers don't want to be helped. They want to keep right on bullshitting. And that's cool with me, man. You do your shit, but you do it the fuck over there. <laughs> don't come over here with that shit <laughs> yeah that energy keep that away i feel you it's just, it, you know i'm not a hippie about it but i don't fuck with bad vibes neither you know what i mean like i have a lot of shit to do and I, i'm always like stressed out because i feel like i'm not going to get everything done that i have planned in the short amount of time that i have here because i know i'm not going to get my full 80 or whatever it is you know what i mean like i've just always known that and it's cool. I'm I'm not fucked up with that. I ain't worried about leaving this place because, like we talked about before, I believe in spirituality and other planes of existence and blah blah blah. But am fucked up with not leaving the mark that I was supposed to leave here because I believe we're all put here for a purpose. Most of us don't activate that purpose because we're fucking lazy and we're distracted by Facebook, and Netflix, and PS4 and pussy and Molly and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I ain't letting that shit catch me. I've been on this turn off your TV, turn on your mind trip for ten years now throw the fuck away your tv (laughs) so do you think that you'll ever reach a point where you feel like you've accomplished that or do you think you'll just always keep going like keep growing i hope not i hope i never feel like that i hope i always have a reason to keep pushing 
Because, like, me personally, dude, like, I, I always chalk it up to the artist's experience, but then I talk to other artists who are super egotistical and they don't feel this way and they think they're the shit. But I never feel like anything I do is good enough. And that's what drives me to make my next thing better than the thing before it. And if you don't have that, you're not a true artist. And you call me a fucking prick for saying that. I don't give a shit. If it fucking hits home, if the shoe fits, wear it, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I do. I definitely have that same mindset. Even with this podcast, I'm always like, how could I make this better? You know? That's know. the thing. If the, if, the, if the next thing you put out ate better than the last thing you put out, what the fuck are you doing with your time? Right. It's about progression, dude. Like, we're, we're not we're not here to do the same thing repetitively. And we're not th- here to do the same thing that somebody else is doing. And that's the folly that, that, that a lot of people, you know, fall victim to is uh, they want to sound like somebody else because it's popular. They want to mm-hmm. be like somebody mm-hmm. else. Dude, do your own thing. Right. Do whatever the fuck. That's what's going to make you popular. It's not. You're still here? Shit. <laughs> but uh, sound like somebody else isn't what's going to make you popular. It's, it's doing your own thing. Pushing your own way. Being different. Fuck the crowd. At first, they're not going to like you. Keep doing your thing over and over. Eventually, they'll like you. Keep Keep doing you until doing you becomes popular because it will eventually so do you have a job outside of music (laughs) yeah man i fucking i run a a paint crew actually it's a bitch i mean it's cool i i take pride in my work because it's one of those things you know i'm saying if i sell you a fucking burger you're gonna eat that burger and shit it out and however long (laughs) it takes the human digestive tract to do its thing but if i paint your wall you're gonna look at that wall for as long as you live in that house or until you paint it again Hmm. If I plant a tree in your yard, that motherfucker's going to grow and become a tree. And so I've always prided myself in, in physical labor. Um, I'm, I'm not above that shit. Because mm-hmm. A, it, it keeps me in shape. Mm-hmm. B, I'm making way more money than most of these motherfuckers out here. And C, it's it's beautification, man. It, it's it's solidifying and continuing growth. It's, it's, it's making sure that other people can enjoy their lives. You know what I mean? Like... I ain't fucked up with that, which I will charge you fucking $30 an hour to come beautify your life. <laughs> Dude, you have your hands dipped in all types of growth. You're trying to, you know, beautify people's homes. You're trying to make people feel better with your music. I was talking to a friend of mine about this yesterday. She called me a jack of all trades. I'm a jack off of all <laughs> trades. <laughs> oh, a whole, I know a little bit about a whole lot of things. Hmm. But I don't know a lot about anything. You know what I mean? And I like to keep it that way. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to offer whatever service I can unequivocally. I don't, I don't believe in uh, – so there's two types of good deeds out there. There's a selfish good deed and then there's a truly good deed. The selfish good deed is your friend that feeds the homeless and then spends a week telling you and everybody the fuck else about it. Well, and then there's the truly good deed. So I'm going to speak about something because I don't believe in speaking about – things that I do for niceness, but I'm going to talk about it for the sake of this podcast. The other day I was on my way to the store by my house to go get some beer. There was a car broke down on the road. There was two Mexican dudes trying to push this motherfucker out of the way. Now we, we could not communicate. They spoke Spanish. I speak English. I speak enough Spanish to get through work, but I could not really communicate what the fuck's wrong with your car. Mm-hmm. But we looked at each other. I said, you need help pushing? He said, see, and we fucking pushed this motherfucker a quarter mile into their fucking thing. Walked back to my car, got in it, went, got my beer, came the fuck home, didn't say a word. That was a good deed. Mm-hmm. Now, it's now a selfish good deed because I'm using it to promote myself for being a good person. But my thing is, is do more shit 
for other people and don't tell nobody the fuck about it. That'll make you a better person. You're like, yeah, man, I want to go share this thing. I'm challenging you to not do that. It's so much more of an amazing feeling. Yeah, and you know what a good thing is. It's not like you need to tell other people like, yo, here's an example of a good thing. It's just like people know. Well, the hang-up is the good 75, 80, and I'm being liberal, probably more like 90 or some shit, percent of our population, they're the other side of the fence. If they do a good thing, it is literally only so they can brag about it on Facebook. I see it all the time. I gave a homeless man a dollar. Well, motherfucker, you probably should have gave him a dollar. It's going to rain later today. And I don't give a shit if he sends it, spends it on booze. He sleeps outside. The mother. I, if I was sleeping outside, I'd prefer to be drunk while I did it. <laughs> I mean, at the same time, I feel like that's kind of a symptom of technology and uh, somewhat unavoidable in a sense, but... At this Bullshit. point, we should Bullshit. know better. I have the same access to technology you motherfuckers do, and I do something nice for somebody every fucking day, and I don't brag about it. That's the thing. Do not brag about the nice things you do. Just do them. Do you think that most people are good or bad? Do you believe in good and evil? Uh, I think good and evil is a construct, man. I think it's a, all a matter of perspective, and it's where you stand on the scale. Um, I think most people are inherently good, but in the same breath, I think most people are selfish as fuck. So that causes them to do shit that makes them not a good person. But I think at the core of everybody, nobody wants to see somebody get beat to death. Nobody's going to let nobody starve. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you've got our handful of dickheads out there, Rothschilds, Bilderbergs, <laughs> Illuminati, whatever. We're not going to get on that conversation. But, uh, you know what I'm saying? Inherently, though, us, you know, we together as a fucking society of people who all have to work and go to McDonald's and all this bullshit, we don't want to watch somebody starve. Now, while we may turn away from a homeless person because we're detached and desensitized to that shit, we're not going to literally watch a starving child. Mm. Um, so mm. inherently, I think, yes. Most people are good people, but at the end of the day, most of you end up going home doing it for you instead of others. Mm. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. That's not what our, our fucking existence here is for. We're supposed to create and to contribute and to help out because we're all in this together. Yeah, dude. But like it or not, I don't care what color your skin is. I don't care what the fuck your life's been like. We're all in this together. And there is an us and them, and it ain't black and white. It's you and me versus those that they ain't got and they have to fight for versus these assholes who wipe their ass with $100 bills. Hmm. I'll be on that conspiracy shit, dog. I watch all this weird well, ass yeah, shit. Well, yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Rothschilds and Bilderbergs, for, for sure. I don't, I don't occupy my time with dumbass shit, man. Like, I try to fucking educate myself and grow, and if it ain't about growth or knowledge, then I don't want nothing to do with it, man. There's a lot of people out there, oh, there's conspiracy theory, that's commie bullshit, <clears throat> Donald Trump supports, <clears throat> but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, let's uh, <clears throat> let's bring it back. I love tangents. I'm glad we yeah, went let's on Let's get it. away from this fucking political shit we're talking <laughs> about, because we're awfully close to things you don't talk about in social settings. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you forget, though. You're doing a podcast, and it's just me, you talking, but then it's like, oh, shit, there's these other people listening. So hey people sorry not sorry get woke <laughs> I mean like obviously after this I'm gonna edit it but I'm I'm not gonna do anything that's like <laughs> I hope so <laughs> just make sure I don't sound stupid at the end of this because I am a little drunk <laughs> <laughs> 
it's gonna be fun i'll make it i'll make it good um no hey fun is what is what i'm all about my fans know me they know who i am they know what i fucking promote you know what i'm saying i get fucked up i have fun but i have rules there's different than yours but i have them yeah yeah yeah, i feel that i mean at the end of the day this is for the people that want to know more about you and i mean if you come here and you listen to this you're getting that artist so i mean i'm supposed to be just kind of like a guide through a conversation i'm gonna tell you something and i'm gonna say this as an apology to the audience i'm gonna ask you to not edit this i would prefer that people heard me as me because that's who i am and i don't want to put out any other image than what i am because there's a lot of people doing that shit and that is not cool that's like Okay. I mean, if you want to edit it, it's cool. It's your podcast, but I probably I will edit it sparingly. Fair enough. That's the only thing. I try to make it just concise, you know, snackable. Fair enough. Do that. I'm sorry that I keep running on. I do that. No, you're (laughs) no, dude. That's I'm passionate about what I talk about, man. That's good. I care about shit. No, I feel you. I'm just I'm just letting you know. I'll I'll keep it I'll keep it uh, pretty raw. Um, All right, so cut all this and then bring it back here. Y'all don't mind if I get high real quick, do you? <laughs> I know, <laughs> listeners. How do you get that like spatial synth thing going on? What what are you using for that? Like twenty dabs. <laughs> <laughs> um, get fucking super fucking baked, and I just play. Like I'll have a part on loop, and I will play it for like two hours, and then I'll I'll come up with a part. And I'm like, holy shit, that was it. It'll just come to me, and everything will stop, and I'll stop the fuck. I'll hit spacebar, and everything will stop. And I'll be like, what, 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 what the fuck did I just play? And I'll spend like five minutes figuring it out. <laughs> and then uh, I'll spend like another three or four takes trying to get it right. And then I just keep rolling. Um, but usually I, uh, I start out with a initial patch from whatever synth I'm using because it works for a lead. I just adjust it to legato uh, so it will slide with what I'm playing and just the portamento. And then after I'm, I've written the, the part, I will write the patch. (laughs) 
so how do you know Michael? Michael Cullen the third, for those of you out there listening, the the head of Future Collective. So like three ish years ago, I don't know, it was, a, it was a while ago. He hit me up about this track that I made called Away, um, which was like a lo-fi hip hop track, but like three something years ago, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, oh, I don't want to say I invented the genre. <laughs> 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 all right settle down <laughs> I, i'm just kidding but anyway no he, he fucking found this track and he hit me up about it and at the time i had like 400 followers or some shit like 50 plays on track and he was from this collective or as i saw it at the time label that wanted to quote unquote sign me and i was like yeah okay and then they put the song out and it got up to like 2,000 plays in like two weeks and i was like shit i'm on to something and then over time at the time, Future Collective, like, it, it was a, it was a fucking nest egg, man. It was a baby thing. It was just like this this tiny little, like, seedling, flourishing, but just barely. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like six of us, and we just kept plugging this thing because it was helping us all get a little more recognition, you know. But yeah. while we were getting recognition, the thing was getting recognition. We all believed in this thing, and now it's grown to this this other thing. That's however many, you know. It, followers or what the fuck ever and we have this reach but what's most important about it what's most beautiful to me personally is that we have like this discord so we have all these you're a connection that's a prime example i would not be speaking to you if it weren't for this beautiful network that we accidentally created with all these people who make music and who believe in us and we believe in and we pump each other and push each other and help each other grow and we do our feedback sessions and we always you know we don't uh, we don't blow smoke up your ass. You get a lot of feedback. People that are like, "Yeah, this is a cool track," and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. I will tell you what's wrong with your song. <laughs> how you can fix it next time without being a dick about right. it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know how I would like to have it presented to me, and it's me and like six or seven other people. And I'm usually not there. I have a lot of shit going on. I, I actually I don't have as much involvement as I should. But there's a very extensive group of people who will anytime you reach out somebody will respond um if you need a hand if you guys want to know something if you want to be involved if you need your music released somewhere else we have somewhere for you it might not be future collective but we have like a bunch of labels and shit that we own and fuck with we have this entire network we will find you a home there's somebody out there listening all right, man. Well, let's keep this going. Don't want to be. Don't want to take up all your time here. I know you're a busy man. Hold on. Yeah, I got a show to get to, man. Actually, <laughs> not mine. No, not mine, but a friend of mine's. I mean, if you're not, and that's another thing I want to impart to you people. If you're out there trying to be somebody, and you're not out there going and fucking supporting your friends that are trying to be somebody, you are an asshole. <laughs> Go spend that ten dollars. How are you going to ask for ten dollars if you won't spend it? Yeah. So, what are you going to tonight? Uh, so my homie Micah, he goes by Medic. We actually split up one of one of the sets that I played at, at Flame. Uh, there's this dude named shit. What is it, Simeon? And then my homie Ishmael. It's a it's this show at this new pop up venue in Nashville. Uh, called shit. Something's Third Stanley. It's at third three Stanley. It's at Third and Stanley in Nashville. How's the scene like out there? Dope, like. Huh? How's the scene out there in Nashville? I've been there one time to see Bass Nectar, and it, I like I like it out there. 
Oh, you, you came to fucking... Yeah, no. The scene's fucked here. It's hella... I don't know. It depends on your perspective. If you're into Skrillex and shit, don't come here. <laughs> if you're into underground, like, creative stuff, and you like being an artist, bring your ass. We need you. Good electronic uh, music, though? Because I know that there's a lot of, you know, country singer-songwriters. No, right, so nah, nah, there ain't no fucking country here. No? That's that's shit that, that, that people get from out of here. Can't, country ain't coming out of here. There's record labels that put that shit out, but you've got a lot of metal, you've got a lot of uh, electronic music, you've got a, lot, a whole fucking lot of rap, mm. uh, hip hop, like really, dude, some of the best rappers in the world are right here in fucking Nashville, Tennessee, dude. You, you've got amazing jazz music, it's all over the place. We ain't doing country here, that's Broadway, which is fucking, like Broadway is for tourists. That's where you go and hear your country, dog. Like, we don't do that shit here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> let, let me send that disclaimer out to the world. If you come to Nashville, we don't do country, dog. Hit me up. Dylan Shaw. Find me on Facebook. <laughs> I don't care who the fuck you are. Add me and be like, hey, I heard your podcast. I'm in Nashville. I want to have a good time. We will have a good motherfucking time. <laughs> There's amazing music here. People just don't know where to find it. Yeah, no, when I went there, I must have just gone to, like, the one country thing, because, what's that strip called that's the main Broadway, strip? Yeah. Where all the dumb shit is. That's where yeah, I we went. We don't go there. <laughs> yeah, that's where all the dipshits with cowboy boots and fucking cowboy hats go. You know how we spot a tourist? They have cowboy boots and cowboy hats. We don't do that shit here. Motherfuckers in Nashville wear Jordans and sag their fucking pants to their goddamn kneecaps and shit. Or they wear skinny jeans and 40-year-old boots. We have hipsters and gangsters here. Don't get it twisted. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. All right. Fair enough. There's a whole lot of hippies, too. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) There's a a lot of... So, I mean, that's another thing that I kind of, like, draw a line on. There's these heady kids. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are dumb as fuck. They're this quote unquote. I use woke ironically. Woke is stupid to me. This whole new woke thing, that's dumb as shit. That's how you're supposed to be. Like, and if you have to call it woke, you're obviously an idiot. <laughs> you got all these fucking base necker kids. Now, I'm not talking about you because mm. you're obviously unintelligent, you know. Well, thank you, uh, sir. <laughs> no, I, I can gather this from talking to you. You have some sense of what's going on around you. You're not an idiot. But there's a lot of people out there that are just like following trends because their friends are, they're doing the last thing that their fucking coolest friend did. Mm. And that's not what you're supposed to be doing, man. Like, there's this promotion of drug use, mm. which leads to all these other problems. And I don't have a problem with drugs per se, but I have a problem with this, this pushed opiate use and mm. this pushed fake ass Molly use and shit because they have these fucking groups of people that run around in backpacks and blah 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 this is a whole tangent that I don't really need to get off on but my point is this there's these heady ass bullshit woke kids that are doing this shit for Facebook it's the same thing as the selfish good deeds versus the real good deeds mm-hmm. and then there's people out here that are doing this shit for art and they're doing this shit because there's, they're who they are if you promote a certain kind of bullshit culture I ain't fucking with you <laughs> like straight up if I ever see, what's his name? Who, who's that dude that was raping bitches? Dat sick. If I ever see that fool, I'm going to knock him the fuck out. There was this whole thing where they were raping like several girls. They get them fucked up. on Dude, I don't support that. That's bullshit. That's you using art yeah, as a fucking scapegoat to take advantage of people, which is the exact opposite of what artists are supposed to do. I will yeah. fight you. Don't be out here doing no bullshit. <laughs> But anyway, on to your next question. I'm sorry I went off on a tangent. But yeah, no, that shit bothers me, dude. Like, there's a lot of 
No, you're good, dude. It bothers me too. I go to it. I don't really know how I feel about it because I know that drug use has always been part of the electronic music culture. No, it's not about the drugs. I'm just saying it's always been there. To me, it's about the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a word they talk about in AA. Uh, can't think of it. It's just like allowing someone to do something. It's presenting a place where it's okay mm. to be a junkie. Like a safe space. Yeah, exactly. It's like a safe space to be a piece of shit, and that's not cool, man. You don't offer that. Like, that's Oh, oh. Uh, what's the word I'm looking it, for? Like... Uh, allowing? Fuck, we'll I don't roll know. With that. Somebody out there <laughs> yeah. screaming the word when they're listening to this. Look, I know what it yeah, is. Like, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Though, like you're you're literally aiding abetting these kids. I've seen it firsthand from being somebody who's not on that tier. I see the after effects of it. I play the after parties from these big shows and shit, and I see these people come over here, and there's no more Molly around. And so they settle for methamphetamine or heroin mm. or whatever. Well, we've been having an epidemic here with, uh, what is it, fentanyl showing up and heroin and cocaine, bro. Well, because they cut Xanax with yeah. fentanyl. Bro, that ain't no fucking joke, man. That's why I don't support that shit. How do you prevent it, though? Like, the only thing you can really it, do is say know, what you just said. Very, you prevent it yeah. by not worrying about what people think and by being kind of a prick about it. If you if you follow me on Facebook, dude, I ain't shy about it. I don't fuck with needle users. That shit's not cool. It's not a fucking yeah. disease. You're a junkie. I've been there, and I've quit it, and it's disgusting. I know why I was there. I know what it took to get me away from it. We all know. We've all heard the stories. You can die one time. All it takes is one fucking time. Please stop. If you're listening to this right now, and you fucking have an issue, I love you. I just don't have time to be heard about it no more. But please stop, because there's people out there that do have time to hurt about it. Your mom and daddy and them. And we're tired of hurting, because our friends are hurting. That's for help. It's out there. That's real, man. I'll leave it with that. Um, let's play. Let's play another song. Yeah. Um, this one is anxiety. Oh so shit! It's kind of, Perfect. Kind of works. So this out. is not out yet. This is me and the homie Band of Pairs from Washington. We've never met. We've only worked through the internet, and he's honestly one of my favorite people in the entire world. This song is designed to be a conversation between a musician or just a person with problems and a therapist. Did you have any trouble finding our office? That's good, that's good. And is this your uh, first time visiting our clinic? Okay, well, I just want to let you know that it is okay if you're feeling a little bit nervous. Many people have hesitation about Hold up.
makes you feel better. Okay? So, we just start by getting to know each other a little bit. What is it that you do? Okay, and how long have you been doing that work? That is a good long time. And you have a family? soloing that was me <laughs> yeah yeah that was me eric sent me this track and it was like all these parts and then i just like chopped them up and shit and kind of like move stuff to make it more of a conversation and that middle part it's like she's asking questions and then the musician is responding with drums and then it's and when she asks do you have a family uh he's like yeah hold up and then fucking you know the horns and all this other shit comes in so it's like it's kind of like in a weird way to signify that like music is my family that's beautiful man i love that thanks man so how long would you say that you've been feeling anxiety anxiety Something I did want to touch on, man. You you, uh, you talked about it earlier, and we played a track, and I got sidetracked. But uh, sure, we're talking about how you know there's beauty, well, there's also the ugly part of it. So I'm a Gemini, man. Uh, I, I, I I'm big on duality. I see both sides of everything, and it's a, it's a very troublesome thing in my daily life because I see both sides of shit, and then I get caught in the middle, and it's like, well, fuck. But musically, I try to offer, you know all ends of the spectrum i want to offer you peace sadness happiness anger and triumphant i can take you through literally every emotion that we have as human beings and lead you to a point i can start you out i can bring you out of the next guy haha ha, happy party oh shit wait a minute i'm starting to feel depressed but i feel oh i'm starting to feel uplifted now oh wait oh shit i'm starting to feel this other thing i'll feel angry about something now I feel like my anger was this other thing that was supposed to drive me to more power. And then now I feel triumphant. And by the end of my sets, I want people to leave, like we were talking about earlier, with a sense of correctness and the metaphysical thing. I want them to feel like they need to go and create. And I want them to feel like they need to go and work on themselves as a person. And all at the same time, through my music, I need to guide that journey from this broken place this place of growth which is the flourish 
That is the flourish. God damn. That was nice, man. That wasn't rehearsed. That's just some shit I said, man. I speak from the heart, and that's what it's all about. Speak from your heart. Don't worry about what people think, dude. Yeah. Have fun. Live your life. I love you guys. I love you, Jerry. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I am going to finish this very nice scotch I have and go dance with my friends. Thanks, dog. Love you, too, man. Have a good time at the concert. Fuck yeah, man. Um, dude, for real. Uh, I've done a lot of interviews. You have been the most enjoyable. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks, man.